You are listening to The Current Daily, the official podcast of UC San Diego's IT Services Department. I'm your host, Miguel Rodriguez. Today is Tuesday, July 28th, the final week of July of this crazy year of 2020. Not sure how it's going so quickly, yet so slowly, but you've heard me talk about that before. Don't forget that at 10 a.m. today is the next installment of the Cabinet Conversations series. Today's session features Chief Human Resources Officer Nancy Resnick. The information you need about registering is posted on the homepage of Blink. You might hear my cat in the background, which is very work from home, (laughs) if I might say so. Anyway, yeah, again, the information you need about registering is posted on the homepage of Blink, and you can still, I believe, watch a recording of the first Cabinet Conversations with Pierre Ouye. And at high noon today, it's the Toastmasters kickoff. I know you've been hearing all about that on this very podcast. Head to the notice board section of The Current for the pertinent details on that one. Coming up now, we're going to hear from Catherine Collins. She shares tips on how she incorporates Lean Six Sigma principles into her role as manager for educational technology services. Enjoy. This is Mark Herzberger. I'm joined today by Catherine Collins, our EdTech Support Manager. Catherine, welcome to the pod. How are you? I'm great. Thanks, Mark, for having me. And how has your work-from-home experience been so far? It has been interesting, we'll say. Very, very busy given the shift to remote instruction given that my role is to oversee Canvas, that service offering, and then all the other educational technology tools that kind of tie into it. So we've been incredibly busy. The reason I use the word interesting is because I have three kids, three, five, and seven. And so I'm constantly trying to get them over to one of the grandparents' house to make sure that I can really focus on the work that I have to do. So it's been busy and challenging, but rewarding. I hear you there. Uh, (laughs) I have just the 14-month-old at home, and that's handful enough. So personally can't imagine three, but I commend you for making it work. We got the deep dive on Canvas from Ed and Deanna a few weeks ago. So congratulations there. Thank you. And we're going to talk a little today how you incorporate elements of Lean Six Sigma and Lean Thinking into your role as a manager. So first, let's find out how did you get plugged in to Lean Thinking and Lean Six Sigma in the first place? I personally have always been really intrigued by the pursuit of making something better. If someone says something's as good as it'll ever be, or that's as good as it'll get, I feel like that's a challenge that's placed in front of me. When I think about things that we see with technology, as a great example, think about wireless internet. 20 years ago, if someone told you you'd be able to connect wirelessly to your handheld computer, you might think, yeah, right. Well, that was really just a matter of someone improving the process, improving the components. And so that really inspires me to translate lean thinking into the work that I do. 
And really, most of my career has been spent in management and operations. And specifically, one of my former roles, I worked in a very high turnover setting, an office setting, where there was high call volume, high email volume, mail volume, wherever it was coming, it was coming to the desk of my team members. And so I quickly realized that in order to keep my customers happy, which in this case was students, I had to really focus on two components. One of them being my team, making sure that they were valued and they felt adequately trained, but also that I designed and maintained good processes for the team so that they stayed happy and in a good place and felt like they were equipped to do the job that they set out to do. And that ultimately impacts the customer. And you've completed your Greenbelt certification, right? Yes. Once you did your Greenbelt, how did that experience change your approach to working in general? Process improvement wasn't new to me. It felt very natural while I was in the class learning. I had Tracy as my teacher. She's amazing, by the way. But the thing that really became clear to me is that UCSD is really giving us the permission to take on these projects, to really embrace lean thinking and to make improvements that normally when managers receive training, professional development, there's no shared language that the organization or leadership really has with you. And so I think this concept of UC San Diego IT services really bringing Lean Six Sigma to light, training their people, it's enabling us, it's giving us something across the organization, a framework that really allows us to improve our departments and the processes that we have within them. It also gave me a personal goal to make sure that I'm completing a couple of projects every quarter with my team because I do feel like I have that confidence and I do feel like I have that support from leadership to do these types of projects. And how does the lean mindset help you effectively manage? So in terms of management, I really think there's a few themes to keep in mind. One is that process improvement is really a mindset for everything that we do. There is a framework called DMAIC, Define, Measure, Analyze, Approve, Control. Those are just guiding steps for you to get through the process of what is the problem? How bad is the problem? How often are you seeing this trend? And really looking at the data to ask yourself, what story is this telling me? And from there, going on to make changes to see how can you improve and then carry that improvement out for the long term. So one thing is that everything that we do, we really need to make sure we're thinking of process improvement. We're thinking of the customer. We're making sure that we're doing right by our team and our students. The second thing is really beware, I say, of jumping into solutions. So really create a culture on your team where people pause and think and say, what is the actual issue we want to solve here? We oftentimes hear the word fix or solution before we really are able to define what the problem is. 
So I really encourage people to kind of take a step back. And if you're faced with these types of comments or suggestions in meetings, or people just want to jump to a solution, you know, it's okay to say, is it okay if we set up a meeting to talk more about this and make sure we have the right people in the room? It's really okay to allow for that conversation to ensue because ultimately you're doing everyone a favor by not jumping into a solution. I will know that that's the ideal path. And sometimes you do have to make quick decisions. So there kind of is a time and place for that. But in most cases, if you're planning, you're not in a rush or you're not in a crisis going through the Demaic model and really sitting down and pausing to look at what is going on is going to help in the long term. One more theme, enabling your team to really become part of the change. Get your team involved in the process improvement. Have them think up project ideas. Emphasize what problem are we trying to solve? That is the defined part of DMAIC. So you don't always have to use the terms that you commonly hear with process improvement. You just want to make sure you're asking the right questions. Ask your teams for feedback. They are often the people closest to the customer and the work being done. Do not underestimate their input. I can't emphasize that enough. I would say 99% of the process adjustments that I make on the team, I run it by my team to say, hey, what are the risks here? Evaluating the full scope and taking all of their experience and my experience in to make sure we're making the right decisions. Something I personally like to do, I like to have a project Kanban board. And what that is, is I have all of my projects and important tasks that I wanna make sure that I'm tracking. I have an idea phase, a to-do phase, a working on phase and a done phase. And so I use little sticky notes and I just move the post-its from section to section so that I'm not tracking on this Kanban board the supporting tasks of the larger project. I just want to make sure that at a high-level managerial view, I can see where my projects are in each phase. And you literally do that the analog way with sticky notes still? I do. If I have projects that we're tracking through JIRA, I absolutely use JIRA. But this is just super high level because I oftentimes have a lot of ideas and I want to make sure they don't get lost. And so by having the idea phase within this board, they can just sit on post-its and I don't have to rewrite my to-do list every day. I just move my post-its. I like it. And you mentioned the Kanban board. What are some of the other maybe specific techniques or tools from the LSS toolkit, like a process walk or process maps, things like that, that you found effective? We all know that there is so much comprised of being a manager. You are forced to look at your current output, your, so your current workflows in the IT department, many managers are probably using ServiceNow. They're looking at incoming and outgoing calls, looking at processes that happen between departments. And so in these workflows that currently exist, I really like to draw out or use Lucid Charts to show process flow. It's a great way to visually see how things are working. So when it comes to managing my workflows, I use process flow charts all the time. Managing relationships is another thing that managers do all of the time. So 
thinking about the process of hiring, thinking about how you communicate and work within the team dynamics. How do you support career development? Those types of questions, those types of processes, I really like to use the five whys, which is very much asking the right questions to get to the root cause of what's going on. So that is one tool I particularly enjoy using. The five whys really is just that. You ask why five times. And now I don't recommend just saying to every statement why, but you really have to kind of shift it and mold it to the conversation that you're having. But really it is about asking the right questions and continuing to seek clarity until you really understand what's happening. My understanding of five whys is like you ask your first why, someone gives a response and you don't take that for granted, right? You ask, you know, what causes the answer and keep digging, right? Absolutely. And so I think too, something, just an example, you have an employee who is having difficulty with another employee. This is a dreaded managerial situation. It's important to really dig in and obviously an appropriate and respectful way. Why is this happening? Do you notice anything just from your exchanges with both of these employees? Ask each of them, like, how long has this been happening? What kind of impact is this having on your work? So really, it's questions that you would normally ask in normal conversation, but you don't stop at just the surface answer that people give, because a lot of times these are hard conversations to have, but it is important that you get down to the root and clearly understand what's happening. So that's why managing relationships, I like to use the five whys because it's really about communication and conversation. And then the last piece is more future focused. I mentioned managing operational workflows in your current output, but looking forward is another way to look at process improvement. And so taking feedback from surveys and looking at what can I do in the future to make sure that my customer is happy with the service that I'm providing. Looking at themes, so we use ServiceNow a lot. Are there themes in the tickets that you're seeing? Are there complaints? Are there pain points? What can you pull from these tickets and frame it in this sense of how, how can I adjust this? How can I put value-added pieces in this process for the customer? Are you faster? Are you more accurate? Are you more accessible? Like, is there, you need to provide value to the customer and by constantly looking at this future focused, you're going to maintain a happy customer. And in this case, a great tool would be a Kaizen event. What that is, it's a meeting that gathers the right people in the room, usually a short time. By the end of the Kaizen event, you're usually going to see a rapid change. But the really cool thing about a Kaizen event is that You've already arranged, like I said, to have the right people in the room. You've kind of agreed, this is the problem. This is what we're going to try to solve. And by the end of that, you have the buy-in and you have the value add that you've discussed in the meeting. And so this is a great way to get change implemented in a short time. As far as I know, kind of the textbook conception of Lean Six Sigma is that it's supposed to reduce waste and eliminate defects. So how do you apply those principles? And especially how do you apply those principles to some of the human element of management you were talking about a second ago? 
One of the things, I guess two things that I would mention is one of the prime reasons we are managers is to support our team, to support our staff through problems and challenges. So one of the things that I think is incredibly important to that process is removing any type of roadblocks. So for example, my team and I, we meet every morning at 8.15 and we talk about the tickets that were assigned for the morning. So I go through all the tickets, I assign them out, and I call out anything important that I think the team should know. But I also allow them to ask or comment on anything that's been happening. And I feel that my role in that is really to say, is there anything that the team feels like we can improve? Is there anything that is blocking you from getting to that desired outcome? Within that process, I'm again asking questions about how often is this happening? How long is it taking? Who is it affecting? And then I also, in the back of my my mind, the manager part is saying, how much is this costing me to have my employees working on the same problem so often? And so going through that entire process, again, really, it's demaic, but contextualized in the way that I use it for my 815 meeting, how do we get from our identified problem to a desired solution with the path of least resistance? What advice do you have for people that are interested in applying lean thinking in their management? The whole point of this is I want people to realize that lean is not scary. It's just about putting the right framework in place and asking the right questions. I think sometimes people think lean is very scary because there's the numbers. You don't always have to have the spreadsheet with the thousand lines of data to make good decisions about process. It's about really defining what it is that you're trying to solve, looking at your baseline, setting up a plan for improvement, monitoring it, going back to see, did this work in the way that I expected? And if so, how are you going to operationalize that? I really want people to know that Lean Six Sigma is something that everyone can do. You just need to try it. The more that you focus on the customer, the more that you look at the process and not the people so much on your team, the more successful that you're going to be. What are some resources that people can tap into if they want to learn more about lean thinking? There is a great podcast that I've listened to many of many episodes on. It's called the Gemba Academy with Ron Pereira. Last name is P as in Paul, E-R-E-I-R-A. He has over 300 episodes with many interviews of lean practitioners across so many industries. And a lot of times people associate Lean Six Sigma with manufacturing. And to be quite honest, lean can be applied to any industry. And I encourage you to listen to this podcast because you will see how the lean framework can translate into to several different industries and then give you ideas on how to translate that into education in IT. Another recommendation I have is get active on LinkedIn. Start following and connecting with lean practitioners. Explore what they're doing and learn continuously. So we talk about lean and process improvement, but I also encourage you to continue to learn about 
this particular topic as a form of professional development. I think it goes without saying, take the Yellow Belt training hosted by OSI here on campus. And if you have the opportunity to get the green or black belt training with extension, I highly recommend it. I had an amazing time learning with Tracy or work over at Extension. She has a great site as well, goleansixsigma.com, plenty of free resources. And I continue to go to her site and reference material as I need throughout my workdays. That sounds great, Catherine. Thank you for joining us today. All right. Thank you, Mark. I sure hope you're enjoying this podcast. Remember to let your fellow IT services staff members know that this podcast exists. Get everyone to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you can get your podcasts. This podcast is a collaborative effort, and we want to hear from you. If you have any ideas for podcasts or topics, send them to me at its-podcast at ucsd.edu. That's it for today. Keep an ear out for the next episode of The Current Daily.